Do you keep failing at your diet? You've tried multiple different diets, purchased several programs, even hired a personal trainer, and you still can't lose the weight. On today's episode, we're going to talk about mindset and setting non-negotiables in order to reach your weight loss goals. So grab your coffee and let's get into it. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Candidly with Coffee. Welcome back, folks. We are back in the pod. Happy Monday. Yes. Happy Monday. Start of a new week. I just realized my got my tatas out today a little Uh-oh. bit. Be careful. Uh oh. Somebody might come for you. The Karens. They might get mad. The bitter Bettys and the Karens might be out for me today. Yes, yes. The bitter Bettys. The bitter Bettys. But it's light. It's hot back here, so I wanted to wear a tank top. Yes. Gets hot with all these lights. Yes, it does. Lights, camera, action. Right. <laughs> it feels. You just taught me something new yesterday. I never knew what that little clicking thing was for scenes, editing. Obviously, you got to edit movies. I never knew. I thought it was just click to let people oh, know. Stop filming. You know right. what he's talking about? He's talking about those little things in Hollywood that the, they snap down and go cut. I know why now because editing this podcast, it made me realize why they use that, and they use it so there's clean cuts between scenes. Also. It says the scene number so that people, when they're editing and the yes. afterwards, they can put everything together. It's just cleaner because it, it says all of the data on the on that little thing. Uh, what's it called? I don't know, but it's like popular like in Hollywood. Yes, of course. I don't know if it is now. I'm sure they have like better technology now, but back in the day, you, there was a cut. It'd be action, cut, and they yeah. finally slam it. Yeah, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they do. I don't know. Unless we're dating ourselves. <laughs> I don't know. All right. right. We got a five-star review on Apple Podcasts hey. from Miss O. And she says, best content, informational and entertaining. I adore Janine and her hubby. I first found Janine in the early summer and instantly was hooked on her material, videos, and podcasts. I purchased a macro assessment from Janine and that, and that time and have learned a great deal about my vessel as well as learning that food does not control you. I'm 43 and find Janine to be inspiring. It's great to know that there are real women like her that are willing to share secrets and don't feel as if we need to give up. That was never me. And it's comforting to see another woman feel the same. It's like she's the big sis I never had. Janine and Mike, thank you for producing great content and making us laugh in the process. Cheers. Hey, cheers. cheers. Thank you very much thank for that. Thank you. That's so nice. Com- compliment, comment. I know. Nice. We you know what? I've that. never been a gatekeeper, by the way, of information. I've always actually even been told that. Like my hairdresser and friends are like, man, you share everything. Not everybody does that. They like no. to like, if they find something, they want to keep it for themselves. They yes. don't want people to know about it. Exactly. It's almost like they don't want people to level up. Yeah. In life or in business. I share everything. Yeah. I mean, I've, why not? We don't own the information. Yeah. Like when I first started building my Instagram, I met a lot of people like on the internet and I helped them build their Instagrams with what I learned. And it, Natalie was one of them. Yes. And she actually went on to have a bigger Instagram than me. See? And then she helped me with some stuff. It just, you pay it forward. That's cool, huh? You got you to gotta pay it forward in yeah, life. Exactly. I, I'm a true believer in that paying it forward, 100%. Yeah, I also believe I'm not afraid to share my info. I've had people reach out to me saying, hey, what coaching software do you use? Oh. And how do you organize your client check-ins? I get questions like that. Yeah, 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 of course. I'm not afraid to share. I do not feel, I cannot coach every woman out there. There's plenty of women to go around for coaches. So. Plenty. I don't feel the need to hoard my information because I don't want another coach 
to have better software or something. I feel like we're in a bubble sometimes just because we live in the US of A. It's like the world is huge. There's more people outside of the USA than everywhere. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. The world's big. There's plenty of women out there. There's plenty of... To be watched. Yeah. Be coached. But thank you so much for that... Uh, Thank you. Review. For us, we're recording this on a Saturday. We started recording on Saturdays, and I love it because after the podcast, we get to have our cheat meal. Yes, we do. It's uh, not really a cheat meal, though. It is, but it isn't. So for me, it, it's a high-calorie day. It's not that I yeah. eat necessarily <clears throat> differently. It's just a higher-calorie day, and so I have more room to have something fun, and today it's going to be a grilled cheese sandwich. Man, I've been thinking about that all day. Yeah, a grilled cheese sandwich and tomato soup, like such a good comfort food combo doesn't that just sound so good yes it does and i got three different kinds of cheeses and there's a little secret ingredient i'm actually going to um send the recipe out in the newsletter if you guys are part of my newsletter list and when you're listening to this podcast check your email because you got an email and in that email is this recipe for the grilled cheese because it's really good there's also some other little tidbits in that email but I recommend if you are not on my list, click the link in my bio and drop your email address in the Macro Friendly Recipes newsletter box. And then it'll send you the most recent newsletter. So you'll get the grilled cheese. Nice. You'll want the grilled cheese. Yes, you will. It's good. They're, when they hear this, they're probably like, damn, she's making me hungry. Just like when we're grocery shopping for the ingredients. I, I just kept thinking about the grilled cheese sandwich the whole time. And I the soup. Know. I love it when I have Foodies. a craving because I don't always have a craving lately, to be honest. My cravings have been really under control for the most part. Yeah. So I, when I have a craving, I get excited. Yes, it's something that I'm really wanting. Yeah, I remember that one time we had a good one out in L.A., grilled cheese sandwich. What was that? Nes- at the Nespresso store? That was at the Nespresso oh, on Rodeo man. Drive. Yes. And we never were able to get it again. Nope. Because we went back and they said, oh, we changed the menu. There's Why not, would you change that? Don't change the menu. That thing was beautiful, wonderful. It was delicious. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Anyways, I saw hmm. a post on TMZ of Matthew Perry's, I guess he had a really private memorial, but it showed all of the cast walking in. So sad. I have it up on the screen. You guys, Courtney Cox, Lisa Kudrow, Jennifer Aniston, and then family. It was a really small private service at the funeral home. So sad. They must be crushed, man. They must be crushed. Because that's like their fellow brother. You know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah. They did. They, how many years or seasons did they do Friends for? I think it was like 12 seasons. Yeah. That's a long time. It was, And they came up together, though. It was very... They were right? all starting out. They came... They blew up together. And they were the first cast of a sitcom to ever come together and say, we want to get paid equally. Oh, no. That was a very unusual thing. Usually you do separate contract negotiations. And then what does that do? That leaves some bitterness and someone's making more and someone feels more entitled. So they came together. They were very tight knit. And it blew up their acting career. Oh, babe. They went on to do big things. That's what I'm saying. So it was like an entryway to other things. They all went on to do something. I went to, I wish I had known about tapings before when Friends was still on, I didn't know that you could go to a taping of a sitcom and sit in the audience. Oh, wow. You can get tickets to a, to a taping and sit in the audience. And it's a tiny little audience and you get to meet the cast. I wish I had known that when Friends was on or I would have yeah. done it. But after Friends ended, the Joey show, Joey had his own little sitcom. I went to that taping, so I got to meet Joey That's and right. his cast. That's right. And then I also went to that 70s show. Oh, 
And in that 70s show, we were there for a really long time. So like the small little studio audience got to know each other. And once you are there, you commit to the entire taping. You can't leave. And you're really a part of the laugh track. Wow. Oh, when you hear people laughing, you're part, you're literally in, that's you in it. Yeah, you're really, and they actually will rewrite things on the spot if we don't react in the way that they're expecting the reaction to be. The whole live studio audience is a real thing. They had to bring food in and pizza because we were getting so hungry. The taping was 10 hours to record a 30 minute show. Insane. Lindsay Lohan was in the audience too because she was dating um, Wilmer Valderrama at the time. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Man, I don't know if I could sit through that, though. My ADHD would go crazy. Oh, 10 you, hours? you would have had a heart attack. You would have oh, been like... Starving. You would hungry. have had like a panic attack Probably. or That's anxiety a or something. For a 30-minute sitcom. Yeah, but that was... It was cool, though. And then I... It, at the end, because Tyler was a big fan of that 70s show. You had to be 18 to be in the studio audience, so he couldn't be... He couldn't come with me. But I did get the script, and the whole audience, the whole cast signed the script, and I gave him the script. Same thing with the Joey show. So like Ashton Kutcher and Wilma Valderrama, they all signed. Dude, that's so cool. You're Tyler like still cool, has it. You're like the cool mom, you know? That's cool you did that for your kid. Isn't that cool? He Especially still has it. she's a fan it. of the show, yeah. Oh, he was a huge fan of that show. He loved it. Just like when I, it's totally different, but when I introduced him to some of my professional fighter friends who fight in the UFC, yeah. like Jake Shields and Luke Rockhold, he was younger, he was like, little, he was a little starstruck. No, you know what was funny? Do you remember when he used to listen all the time, unbeknownst to me, I didn't even know, but he, he listened to the Mind Pump podcast. And then one time yeah. I could hear Mind Pump coming from his room and I was like, hey, you're listening to Mind Pump. That's our friend Adam's podcast. And he was like, what? Like he was shocked. <laughs> He's, I've been listening to them for years. That's my boy. And he had no Shout idea that was a friend of ours. He was shocked. Wow. So it's a small world. It is. It? We know a lot of people. It is. It is. That was we pretty know a funny. lot of people. And he's even he even purchased one of their programs, yes, the did. maps, and he was yes. doing that workout program and everything. So it was just this is a small world. He he must think we're cool. Maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe he's too cool for school sometimes to admit that though. <laughs> so I caught up on Golden Bachelor. You watched it with me. Yes, did you I catch did. it with me. Yeah. Yes, I did. They had the, the home. They had the hometown dates, <clears throat> but they did. You know what? They pulled a fast one on us, you guys. They did not have the elimination at the end of the episode. They left it a cliffhanger. They always do that because they know you. They're going to make you tune into the next one. That's no, their whole... they usually don't do that. They usually, at the end, have a rose ceremony, but they didn't this time. I wonder why they switched it up. Because they, they do... made it a big deal because he had a panic attack. He looked like him. He looked like he was going to break down because he looked like he didn't want to break into the women's hearts. I'll tell you what he did mistake then. he I think he's saying too much I love you. <laughs> yeah, you got to chill with that. Usually the bachelor lets them tell him, but he stays zip the lip. Yes. Never use that word unless you really mean it. No, because he said it to multiple women. That's He's not two good. of them actually. So of course I'm thinking the editing is letting leading us to believe that the two that he said I love you to are the ones that he's going to keep. I have a feeling he's not. I have a feeling they're making us think that way, but he's probably going to keep Teresa. He didn't sell her. He loved her. But I just feel like they're editing it in such a way that we think she's going to be the one to be eliminated, and then they're going to shock us. They're trying to make it all dramatic, huh? Yeah, they usually, they always, they're known for saying the most dramatic rose ceremony ever. Yeah. Wow, you came back here with no drink. No. I'm shocked. No, I just had a protein shake. I couldn't finish it. You couldn't finish it? No, I'm full. 
Because I just had lunch, too. I was low on my protein, so I wanted to make up for um, it. I had a lot of protein because I had egg whites this morning, and then I had <coughs> ceviche. Not ceviche. I had a shrimp cocktail at Luna. Nice. Just trying to load up on protein. Yeah. It was okay. Yeah. Where did we go that it was pretty good? Oh, you know where it was? El Perrine. Oh, my goodness. They, they loaded it up. Because they put big shrimp. Yes. I had to dig for the shrimp. I hate Tiny that. little cuts of shrimp. I was, I don't know. Was I wasn't over the moon about. Yeah. Skimpy. I hate when people, I hate when restaurants are skimpy on their protein and expensive. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, and I love Luna, but lately I've been getting a little disappointed. I'll stick to El Perrine. The tacos are nice. A lot of meat. The shrimp cocktail. Loaded They're cheaper, up. too. Cheaper, too. Yep. They're cheaper. Got to save a dollar these days. So I started officially, you guys, my HRT journey. My medication came in. I have a episode one is up on my YouTube channel. So check it out of my HRT series where I'm unboxing all of my meds, showing you exactly what I'm taking. But I have officially began. I haven't taken the testosterone yet because that starts Monday. I'm going to do it every Monday. It's a once a week injection. But you know how we talked about we're taking the IGF peptide? Yeah. You guys, there's a side effect I have to report. Damn, it's an ugly one. It makes you have a ravenous appetite. It's almost like people who smoke weed or have smoked weed can relate to this. It's like having the munchies all day long. Yeah. Yeah, it has. It, it really does increase your appetite, and it's not fun. So I, I think that this is, I'll ride this one out and do it, but then I'm going to have to switch to a different peptide because I already have a hard time controlling my appetite. I know. And it, this ravenous, like I feel ravenous. And people don't know they look at you, but she's petite little, but th this girl right here, I remember when we first started dating, you're like, I can eat a large pizza. Someone's like, yeah, whatever. You're trying to sound all cool to where yeah. we went out to eat. Oh shit, she could eat. She could out eat me probably. Yeah. yeah. There's times you have out eaten me. I used to be able to eat even more. I've trained myself i would say to eat less and now it's a little harder yeah. i'm more in <clears throat> tune with like my fullness cues but <sighs> i don't know right now i'm not over the moon about because obviously i don't have any results from it i don't know what it's doing in a positive way but in a negative way because it's ramping up everything i don't know tyler told me my son he said hey i heard that it increases your appetite he was not wrong no not wrong at all there you go guys we, we told you we would give you our if we have side effects whether they're positive or negative and i would say so far for me that's a negative side effect yeah because it's hard and i told you go, why am i extra hungry and you told me what it was I go, yeah. okay that makes sense right now what it's supposed to do <clears throat> is it's supposed to enable your body to more easily use body fat for energy instead of glucose it's supposed to enable that trend, that transition of stored body fat into yeah. energy yeah. faster, yes. speed it up. Whereas normally, it takes longer for your body to use stored body fat. That's why stored body fat is only used during the low-intensity cardio sessions because it's harder for the body to turn the fat into energy. Yeah. It's supposed to rev that process up, but in the process, it does make you hungry. So sucks. Stay tuned. That part sucks. So far, it is what it is. We still got to stay... Within the macros, the problem is I'm hoping that I can control myself today. So That's why I loaded up on protein. So how do you feel taking testosterone? Because women are probably like, testosterone? Women take testosterone? Yes, women do take testosterone. So a lot of women, though, that are doing HRT do a DHEA instead of like actual testosterone. They gave me the choice and I did my research on it. And I, they recommended the injection 
especially because my goals are like muscle gain, fat loss, yes. mood enhancement, improved yes. libido, all of that improved stuff. Libido. And tes- the testosterone injection had more of those positive side effects with less negative side effects. And I'm doing very little bit, only once a week, yeah. but it is an injection and I don't like needles, but luckily I have you. You're lucky. I get to stab you. Yeah, you get to give me the old stabaruski. Stabaruski. All right, moving on, you guys, to the hot coffee topic. You sent me a post, and you didn't believe it. You actually posted it in your story and said, this is bullshit. It's th- there's a fetish. Let me s- let you guys know. Maybe you know about it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about it. I never it's know called about feederism. It. There is an actual <clears throat> fetish called feederism where it's a fat fetish subculture in which individuals eroticize weight gain and feeding. The feeders are the individuals who become sexually aroused by feeding their partners and encouraging them to gain weight. So when you sent me that and you said, this is some BS, I actually said, actually, no, I've experienced that when I marathoned my 600-pound life. Oh. They're enablers... In some cases, I felt, man, these people are getting off on feeding their mate. And they, it, it, it's bad to the point where some take it to the extremes and they want to feed till death. That's disgusting. That's nasty. You're trying to really put this person in the grave, which you will. Food will kill you. You don't think about it, but you eat enough food, it'll kill you eventually. Oh, of course it will. It's an actual fetish. And it's something that people are into. If you look it up. You, you can see, uh, you can read about it if and I, hear about it and even watch videos and stuff. If I had to guess, it's probably men feeding women. Am I right? Majority of this? You, you know what? I didn't specifically find that out, but in the research I did, it was always a very large woman with a man. And the man was a small man. I mean, there is small men, like men, even my size, even fit guys who are really into big girls, like twice their size. It's their thing. Yeah, so maybe, and part of their thing is like the feeding. They actually like to feed them, and they become aroused by feeding them. It made me think of, so I never could understand. There is like this culture on um, YouTube. It's it's actually, I think it's like a Korean thing, but it's called mukbang. Have you heard of mukbang? No. So mukbang is an actual, like, a YouTube trend. I'm not sure. I don't think it's just on YouTube. I think in Korea it's on their television, but it's romanticizes eating and you basically get on YouTube and you eat and it's ASMR ish because it's very like chewing sounds. I have heard of that. I have heard of that actually. And it's called, yes, it's called mukbang. I have heard of that. I just didn't look too deep into it, but yeah, I have heard of that. Yeah, the actual definition is it's defined as a live streamed eating show where the host binge eats. Sometimes the host cooks the food on camera, then eats it. Some videos feature noisy sound effects and descriptions of the food. And people, and you know what? Take it a step further. I heard in the bikini competitor world, which a lot of the bikini competitors become disordered in their eating. Really? Yes, the, it leads to body dysmorphia because it's not always the most the healthiest process to become a co- bikini competitor, no, right? No, no, it's extreme. And one of the things that a lot of them do, and I heard this personally, is they like to watch people on YouTube eating. I didn't hear, hear the term back then, mukbang, but they like to watch people eating while they are in prep 
and not able to eat. That is weird. Why would you even do that to yourself? I don't know. Yeah. And it's like they're fantasizing, like watching people eat. I wouldn't, no. to me, like what do I do? That's when like I'm, watching fast food commercials and you're in prep. Come on, why would you do that to yourself? Why well, are you going to sit there watch McDonald's, talk about, no, it's going to psychologically right, mess you up. When I'm hungry or whatever and you want to put on like the Taco Chronicles or something, uh, I'm know. like, no, yeah, don't do it. You're right it. though, you're right. I don't yeah. know. I, just, I like watching the cooking part of it and all that. I don't care about the eating. I just like how they cook the tacos and it gets my mind thinking, but you're right. It gets me hungry too. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'd do that to myself. Do you know there's actual psychology in the visuals and sound and colors when it comes to eating? So if you notice like McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, Kentucky Fried Chicken, what commonality do they all have? What color? Red. Red. In and out. Because red, red, red makes yes. you want to eat. Wow. You don't see like a, a pink restaurant or purple very much, like purple as their theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it doesn't entice you to eat. There's psychological factors when it comes to colors and also sounds. Like when you go to the movie theater and they you can hear the popping of the popcorn. Smart. And you... And What's you our hear the ice and the soda and the carbonation. Yes. It's I can't, it's a psychological thing that happens to you. And that's why, like, I tell my clients, like, pack a snack. And I know you're going to want popcorn just because you're going to smell it. You're going to hear it popping. So bring popcorn with you. Trust me, it will help. Not only that, you see other people eating it. Yeah. You see them snacking. So it gets you tempted to want to eat it. But it's like, the it's the smell. It's the trifecta. Okay. Yes. The smell, the sound and the visual those three things and you are it's very difficult to combat those cravings and it's a psychological thing trust me at some point in time there was people in a boardroom i always use this expression with you i'm like there's people in a boardroom and yeah. they were talking about the stats and the the psychological factors and why they're doing everything has a meaning when it comes to these corporations oh yeah they know what they're doing they of know course. what just they're like the doing. golden arches of mcdonald's come on that's famous you mm -hmm. see the golden arches I don't care who you are, trainer, coach, how lean, how good in shape. We grew up on McDonald's. You don't think when we drive by, there's a tiny bit of temptation. Like, damn, I just want to pull in there because it's McDonald's. But obviously we don't. But Right. Oh, for sure. Come on. You can't there be in denial about it. There is a psychological affiliation to the Golden Arches. Yes. They could probably put little strobes on someone's brain. And when they see the Golden Arches, things happen. Yeah, like a, a party's happening in your brain, like bottle popping, like they're jumping on tables, like, come on, go through the drive-thru, get us that McDonald's. Yeah, and to me, the Golden Arches reminds me, it's like French fries. Yes. That's what it oh looks like. Oh, my God. Like French fries. What do you smell when you drive by a McDonald's? You always smell it. What do you smell? The French fries. Yes. They get you. They're smart. They, they purposely designed that. So when those fries are frying, that smell leaks out, and everybody, the whole neighborhood, and then some smells it. Yeah. They're smart about that. You got to think about it. That's very, never thought about it like that. Oh, yeah. It's genius. I once saw, I think, a documentary on, like, the psychology behind fast food and the colors and all of that. And there's a lot, not just with food, but just business in general. Like, yes. different businesses do better with different coloring and yes. different logo styles. Facts. And it's all, it's all in the brain, you guys. And that's why we're going to get into that a little later in this episode. But... It all starts in the brain. McDonald's is the king of that, though, because not Taco Bell, not Burger King, or Jack in the Box has that smell like McDonald's does. True. But you know what? An, uh, I feel like in the recent years when the ASMR started to become a, a popular thing or probably over the past decade, that's when the movies changed their commercial to be ASMR-ish. Yep. 
And I, it works like a charm. And yes, it does. To this day, I'm so programmed that Alyssa made popcorn the other day, and it, I could smell it in my room, and it immediately wanted me to. It made me want to make popcorn and watch a movie. Funny you say that. I think you make. Was it yesterday you made popcorn? Huh? And I was I hungry, did. and I didn't make it. And I, the smell was getting to me. Yeah. You had a diet coke, and I'm like, yeah, no. There's nothing to me like a bag of 100-calorie popcorn and a Diet Coke, and it makes me want to watch. I always will watch a television program or a movie when I have. That's like my sign that I need to sit down. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your sign for sure. It's psychological. This girl with it's her a- popcorn sits next to me with her Diet Coke. What are you doing to me? I'm not trying to have popcorn right now. I smell it so good, though. It's my hack because yes. it's a volume snack. It's yes. 100 calories, has mm-hmm. fiber. It's a good hack. And it... All right, moving on to the hold my coffee. Here we go. Rish, or I don't know. It's I think Rashidi Br something. It's on the screen. It's a long name, but it yeah. commented looks good. But you can get a biotin deficiency if you only eat the egg whites. Lots of problems can arise from that. This person commented on my full day of eating video posted on my social media. And in the video, I was having egg whites. I just had a couple things to point out. Number one, it is one full day of eating. It doesn't indicate that's what I eat every single day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Secondly, I don't eat anything I don't like. I don't give a That's it. That if I don't part. like the yolk. I'm going to eat the yolk. See, I'm like, I'm the opposite. I eat all the yolks. I eat like seven, eight eggs. People, but the cholesterol, my blood work. Shows yeah, your, differently. Your cholesterol is actually excellent. Exactly. I don't eat anything I don't like. If I don't like um, egg yolks, I'm not going to eat them. I have no nutrient deficiencies, by the way. I, I have my blood work done to determine that. And I actually, I take biotin separately. I don't know if that's a thing, but it's not going to cause you harm by only eating egg whites. Now, no. obviously, you're not going to get nutrients from something that you do not eat. That's duh. Hello. <laughs> no, no. Obviously, I'm not going to get the nutrients from egg yolks because I don't eat them. What's funny is people on the internet are like, they think they're doctors and they're experts and they always have the, yeah. the best advice. It's hilarious. I know. It's just too funny because it's really, of all the things I, I had in that video, I had an It's It ice cream. I had other things in that video and the egg whites is the villain. You better be careful. There's a Diet Coke on the desk that chemical police might come for you. Oh, my God, all the chemicals in the Diet Coke, aren't you concerned oh my with? God, no. People are too much. No. All right, comment corner. Margarita Doza, 8077. When you mention Mike crossed over to the other side, when my husband gets like that, he starts with a sniffle, and I'm like, okay, he's on the moon, when I could tell that you drank too much. Oh, <laughs> This yeah. episode hit home. I've cut out alcohol. My husband cut back. I feel so much better overall. I lost my dad last year and drinking alcohol didn't make it any better. Did you experience dreams of drinking when you stopped? I did. It was weird. I have actually had dreams where I drank and I think, oh man, there goes my strength of not drinking. Like I wake up and thinking that it is weird. Not me. Not ever. And I could totally relate to this comment because although I've never been one to really try to escape my problems and drink when I'm not happy... I did. I didn't drink in the first few months after my mom passed, but I started to drink on Saturday mornings, and it it always made me sad. And I would go home with one or two drinks in me, and I would go down a rabbit hole of pictures and videos, and it would put me in a sad headspace. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. It was not a good path that I was on. 
No bueno. All right. Aaron Harrison, 5277. I loved this episode so much. I've recently stopped drinking and it's made such a huge difference in all things. I agree 100% with everything you described and can relate to it on every point. It truly is poison for us. And I'm like you, not saying I'll never have a drink, but so many reasons to make the choice not to. Again, not saying I'll never have a drink, and I don't judge you if you drink. That's your choice. Your choice. I'm just saying that I'm choosing right now, I'm making the decision not to more often than not, just because of that list that we talked about. Catherine Smith, 2365, says, I gave up drinking a year ago. I wasn't a big drinker. So far, my 18 and 21-year-olds aren't drinkers. Hope they stay that way. My kids are not big drinkers. No, they're not. No. They're not big. They're young, so they're dabbling. I think Alyssa, she's got that mindset like me, like she always thinks about how she's going to feel later. Yeah, because we've seen her looking terrible the next day, and you're like, oh, I feel so bad for her. Yeah, I have. Because we know what it feels I have, like. I get empathy hangover, by the way. When one of my kids is hungover, I feel the hangover. They came from you. That's why your energy is connected to the energy. So yeah, I kid you not, you guys, I get nauseous. I feel like sick. I just feel weak. It's the weirdest thing. I'll look at my daughter and go, oh no, you don't feel good. I'm going to feel it. You know what it is? It's the mama bearing you because your kid's not good. You're not good. You always say that. If my kid's not good, I'm not good. That's so true. I 100% stand by that. And coincidentally, Jessica Simpson posted a celebrating six years of sobriety on her Instagram and for her, it's a different situation. Like I said, in the last episode, we didn't dive into alcoholism. Honestly, that's a whole nother episode, which we have been impacted by it in our lives and definitely experienced alcoholics yeah. in our lives. So we can definitely touch upon that, but we haven't gone there. We're talking about choosing not to drink, but not having like an actual identifying as an alcoholic. Now, Jessica Simpson identified as an alcoholic. She went down a really bad path. I read her book. It was very good. But she posted a before picture, and she looked so swollen. She described that in her book, too, that she was drinking so much that she was swollen. Yeah. And you always, remember, you showed me old pics of me and my face. You could see it, both our faces. Me, too. We Big look, time. We look my weathered, face, yes. My stomach. Skin looks bad. Yeah. And you know what we were talking about also? The benefits to not drinking. The One of the biggest oh, benefits, yeah. what is it? Saving money. Dude. On the food bill. Or if you go out popping bottles, like we used to, expensive that is. No, but even not like we used to recently. Yeah. I'm talking yeah. about our food bills. Yeah, food bill. The you're, difference. You're, two in, drinks, me and you. Two spicy jalapeno margaritas. What's that? Another 40 or $50 on the tab? At yeah, least. so if we each had two drinks, that's another hundred bucks that we're spending. Yeah. Times, say we did that once a week on a Saturday. We did for a while. Remember Sangria Saturdays yes. for a while we did that? Yes, we used to do that. Oh my goodness. Okay, not only that, we spend a lot. I would then be a little tipsy and always go to Lululemon after and spend more. That's right. I remember that. But if you think about it, if you're spending $100 per week on alcohol, Times four, that's $400 a month. But those are the people that say they can't afford a coach or a personal trainer yes. or to eat healthy exactly. or a gym membership. Exactly. <laughs> but they'd rather go spend it on the alcohol. All right, you guys, let's talk about mindset and just getting started with your journey. Because what I've noticed, a lot of people, they're like, I, okay, that's it. I want to lose weight. And then they'll like search on the internet. They'll find a coach. They'll find a program. They'll do something like 75 hard or... Yeah. Some sort of diet or join Jenny Craig or whatever. And then they just think, okay, th this is just about exercising and food. 
That's the biggest mistake they can make, actually. Biggest mistake. Because you're being able to lose weight in a sustainable way and keep it off, like permanent changes, it doesn't require any program at all, really. No, not at all. It really it doesn't. doesn't. But the first thing that needs to happen, it's actually, I hear you talking to new clients about this all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you think you're going to just start and you're just going to be a macro tracker and everything's going to be perfect, it really starts first in the mind. It does. Being consistently doing it all the time. Getting, becoming that habit of doing it daily. Because but at it, first, it's just you're learning the game. Yeah, and it's like you need to think about like these things that you're doing. You need to just start doing the things that you need to do, but it, you're not going to know what you're doing. You're going to be confused. You might not have progress initially because it really is just making, at first, it's making a mindset shift. Yep, that's, that's that part. And the most important thing, I think, right off the bat, is you have to make your list of things that are required for you to become this person that you want of non-negotiables. Non-negotiable. That means if you set a date to the, go to the gym then tomorrow, the date, you must go. There's no flaking. Right. It's very important. It's like going to your job. Same thing. You got to look at it like that. Like, it's important that I do mm-hmm. this. I have to go to work or I can get fired. Yeah, your healthy lifestyle is not an option. No. So when you embark on your program or hiring a coach, I've actually heard you turn people away and say, you know what? I don't think you're ready, but you can hit me up when you are. Yeah, because they don't want to let go of their vices. Right. And what I say, well, what did I used to do after the clubs? Every time, babe, let's go to the drive-thru. Mm-hmm. Babe, let's go get Mexican food. Every, nine, about 90% of the time. And that's mm-hmm. how I blew up and gained a lot of weight. That reckless behavior right there. So drinking leads to other reckless behavior. Food. Yeah, and it shows, because here's, there's two things to giving up vices. Okay, when you're, to have the right mindset to really embark on this journey, you can't be altered. No. Okay? Nope. And if, you have to think about it this way. There's two things. If you can't give up your vices... That means you have another problem you got to focus on first. Because if you can't give them up, then you maybe have an addiction issue to deal with first. Yeah. Because if you can't give them up, you can't adhere to that. How are you going to adhere to this problem? Now, if you are choosing not to give them up because you don't want to, then your your mindset's not ready yet to embark on the healthy lifestyle. Exactly. And you know what people always say? You know what people always say when they have a, a rebuttal? Oh, I just like to relax. Or I just, I use it because life's hard. It helps me relax. No, man. Bust out some goddamn burpees or some push-ups. That'll help you relax. Yeah. Bust out a few hundred. See how tired you are after. That'll yeah. help you relax. I can tell you, I work with clients that I, I, you don't have to, you can drink in my program. I work with many clients and they drink and I help them incorporate alcohol and things like that. But I can tell you, they, have, they struggle the most getting success. Of course. And if you really, if, if, it's that important, like you're allocating 400 calories out of your calories for alcohol. Like I just don't see how, why is this so important. I get it. You're so used to it. You created a bad habit. I know it's not easy to get away from it. There's withdrawals, but listen, man, you got to turn the leaf over. You have to. I mean, it's, and I also want to point out that when you're starting on a program, it's not about what diet you're on or nope. what exercises you're going to do. The fine tuning to the things that you need to do come later. First and foremost, you have to create, you have to think about the person that you are trying to become. That, yep. You have to okay, vision. So I want you to like sit down and it's almost like in business, they tell you to what's, who's your ideal customer, 
right? That's if you're a, a business, that's what a business coach will tell you. So me as a weight loss coach and a healthy lifestyle coach, a life coach in general, I want my clients to think who is your ideal person? Who's the person yes. that you're wanting to become? What do they look like? How do they dress? What is their life like? What's their morning routine? How do they grocery shop? I, I want you to think about all the things in like in the perfect world. I want you to truly create a vision board of this person, take pictures of what their style is like, what their family like is like, the home they live in. Because I'm gonna tell you this, that when you change your life, you're not just changing what you look like. It start if you start making the right changes, it changes everything. That how successful you are, yep. how good your relationships are, yes, what type of parent you are. It trickles into every part of your life. So I don't want you to just pick what your body goals are. That's just a small, tiny piece. Smidget. You need to truly just figure out who is this person that you're trying to become. And then you have to start showing up like that person already. Yes. And you have to start asking yourself, all the time. Is that person, that avatar of who I'm trying to become, would they do this right now? Exactly. That's a good way of looking at it. Would they sleep in right now? I do it all the time with myself. I do it all the time. Sometimes yes. when I'm tired at the, maybe four o'clock hits, I've been working since 5 a.m. I'm like, oh, I don't feel like editing this video. I'm Crash like, and burn. would that, would that success, would Kim Kardashian put on her pajamas right now and go to bed? Nope. There's no. a reason she's a billionaire. She wouldn't. Nope. She'd push through and she'd take that meeting and she'd schedule that call. So I want my clients to do that. I want you to get in the habit of asking yourself constantly, is that person I'm trying to become, would they do this right now? Are they going to say yes to the waitress when she asks if you want a skinny, spicy margarita? True. No. Are they going to ask for a second basket of chips? No. Nope. Are they going to sleep in? Are they going to hit snooze on their alarm when it goes off? Nope. Negative. They going to skip the workout? Nope. Right? Nope. We don't. Never. You, got, you have to start showing up like the person that you want to become. And at first, you're far apart. And it's hard. But if you keep doing that over time, it's going to get closer and closer until they merge. Yeah. And, you, and then you are that person. Now it's just about maintaining. Remember this. Create the person you admire and give that person to the world. So think about it like that. Create the person that you would admire. That's who I want to become. Look in right. the mirror and give that person to the world and right. keep, keep that same mindset. It really, yeah. this is what I train my people on. Not the physical is a bonus. The hard work begins up here. The mindset. Yeah. You'd think that most of the time you'd be telling them like, oh, do that bicep curl, 12 nope. reps and slow. No. Nope. Not at no. all. Not one That's bit. not where the conversations, that's not Never. where the time is spent. That's the easy part. Yeah. Doing the workout and tracking a macro, that's the easy part. It it's is. the mindset that you have while you're doing those things. That's the hard part. And listen, as you're merging your two together, your workouts become funner and funner. Because more fun. in the mirror, um, more fun, I'm sorry. <laughs> because the person you're starting to see in the mirror is changing and shifting and is motivating your mind. Ooh, I'm becoming a salve. Yeah. And you're getting more discipline and more motivation. Yeah. For sure. And you get, you get better at what you're doing. So that's the first step. If you haven't done that, and I like what you said, be that person that inspires you. So like I have a lot of people that they'll say, oh, you inspire me. Become, instead of me inspiring you, 
you become the person that inspires you. Exactly. You know what I mean? Be that person so that you then inspire. It's like a trickle effect. It is. I want to create people that then go on to inspire the next and the next. And it's like a trickle that's, effect of this positivity. That's what I say. I say, listen, I don't have the, I don't hoard this information. I pay it forward to you guys. That way you could pay it forward someday to your people, your family, yep. whoever, help them out. Yeah. They'll see you like, oh my God, he's supercharged. What are you doing? What are you on? That's what it is. You're radiating this energy and people right. want what you have. Believe me, they'll want they what you have. They do. And I think the first step, so then it, it sounds all fine and dandy. It's all very wordy mindset and of course, all of that. Yeah. So where do you start? You know what? I'll be honest with you. You start at the very beginning. So the very beginning is what? The beginning of your day. How you start your day is freaking yes. critical. I wish this is the one nugget that would have changed my life as a young mom. Why did I not wake up at 5 a.m. before my kids woke up, made myself a breakfast, a healthy breakfast, a protein shake, had my coffee in peace, had a little gratitude session, got a little work done, then... You know, in a good mood, I already have my caffeine in me, wake up my kid. Why didn't I do that? Instead, I did not do that. Instead of waking up last minute, you're rushing, then you're rushing them to get up. And then your energy's off. And their energy's off. You're right. I didn't do that. And let me tell you, that's a huge golden nugget. Start your day early. I'm not telling you it has to be five. I'm just telling you it's got to be earlier than you are doing it right now. Yeah. So for you... It might be different. Everybody's different. They're on a different schedule, but you need to wake up before people need you. That needs to be self-care time, selfish time. Yep. Wake up before anybody needs you. People ask me that all the time. Like, why do you get up so early? What's the point? You don't have a boss. And I'm like, that's, see, that's what you're missing. You're missing the point. I get up before the world gets up. It's, it's like I'm showing gratitude. I'm grateful. I'm alive. It's, mm -hmm. it's something special getting up at that hour mm -hmm. when the whole world's sleeping and I'm up. You know, it makes me a, a different kind of beast mentally. It's all, again, it goes back to here. Yeah. That's, that's and whether it. it's like your cardio time or go outside and feel the air I on your that. skin or whatever yes. it may be. But I definitely feel like success starts with a really good, consistent and early morning routine. What do you say? Don't sleep in like you're rich. Do you say yeah. that? No, someone said poor people sleep in like they're rich. Oh. And it's people who are rich get up earlier than the poor people. Like, yeah. for example, Kris Jenner. Remember you told me her routine, yeah. what she does? Mm -hmm. She's a rich lady already, right? But she gets up at what, 5 a.m.? Four or five. Four? And she gets on the treadmill, yeah. starts making calls, answering voice. She's multitasking, but she's getting her work her workout she's, in. Yeah, she's getting a workout in because mm -hmm. she knows once 7 o'clock rolls around, phone's ringing off the hook. Mm -hmm. Left business mm -hmm. calls, this calls, managing her kids, this, mm -hmm. that. That's what happens. I talk to my boy about that all the time. He always gets derailed on his workout because of his business calls. Yeah, so you got to get it done before everybody wakes up. Exactly. You won't regret it. No, I'll tell you that no. you will not regret it. Not and you bit. have more time than you think you do. I know you feel like you don't have a lot of time. There's a lot of wasted minutes all spread out throughout the day that you can collect and gather them together and add that you know to what the you morning. Do? Let me see your phone. Let me see how much time you spend on Instagram. Let me see your view hours. Yeah. It's all right there. That's your extra time. So you better check yourself. Look at yourself mm -hmm. at your phone and be like, damn, I'm on, on here way too long. If you're not doing business on social media like we are, you don't need to be on there for hours and hours right. on a day mindlessly scrolling. You could be doing other productive things. Yeah. There, so the, you have time. You, yes, but again, you time. it's all in the mindset. Are you ready? Are you ready to 
create that person. Anybody can create that avatar I was telling you about, that ideal person who you're trying to become. Anybody is capable of achieving their avatar. Yeah. And don't look at what we look like now because a lot of people probably say they're fit, they're, they're motivated. Listen, man, there's nothing special about us. We don't have no special genetics, no special gifts. We just choose to do the hard shit. That's it. Because doing the hard shit will get you where you need to be. That's just part of life. You try to mm-hmm. take the easy road, you're not going to get results, period. No. And you know what I have to say? Don't think that everything is going to be like a so wonderful and magical right when you start. Like you're just going to feel amazing because you're doing all these things and showing up as your best self and making these right decisions and waking up early. No, it's dreadful at first because you have a lot of bad habits to break. Yeah. And I think about it like this. I actually just recently became a client of Adobe. And so I'm using their software and stuff. It's very um, not user-friendly. So it's not intuitive. It's very difficult, very complicated. It gives me anxiety. And it made me think, oh, this feeling I'm having, this uncomfortable feeling because I don't know everything about it and I'm messing things up and I'm making mistakes. This is what my clients feel like when they first start tracking, their first start starting their program. Yes, that's a good way of looking at it. You're right. And I, it was nice for me because it put me back in that headspace. I like to be empathetic to how my clients are feeling. You know what I mean? Because to us, it's second eight. To me, tracking macros is like, what's a big deal? It's, it's so it, easy. It's kids play for us. Yeah. It really is. But for them, it's like pulling up Adobe Premiere Pro and trying to do a multi-cam edit and color color correct if you told me babe i'll give you a million dollars if you can figure this out i don't i don't and match the sound to the different audios and and cut to the clips and for someone who's never done editing before in their life that's what my clients feel like when they've never tracked macros or never weighed food or get confused whether they should weigh their protein raw or cooked to me it's second nature but i have to remember it is not but i promise you this it gets easier. Yes, it does. And you will go down the road. You'll think back, wow, I don't even remember not knowing how to do this. You'll, you won't even remember that there was a time that you didn't know how to do it because it'll seem so easy to you. But that only comes if you don't give up. Can't give up. Never give up. Even me. Sometimes I, I, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I overthink it. And I'm like, shit, I got to do that cold shower, man. It's going to suck. But then I tell myself... No, it's not. It's going to feel good when I come out of that shower. Mm-hmm. So I shift my mindset. And yeah. look, I'm, here I am almost a year later doing it still. Daily. I don't miss. The only time I miss is when I got sick because I didn't do it. Yeah. It's just about because if you create. Autopilot. You created a habit. Yes, I happened. did. I got used to doing it. And I know I have to. There's no. It's non-negotiable for me. I have to do it. That's just the way it is. I don't care how cold it is. I don't care if it's zero degrees. I'm doing it. Yeah, because like we said earlier, you have to create your list of non-negotiables and you have to let it be known. Let Let those non-negotiables be known and make sure that the people around you are going to support that because if they're not, then you just need to say goodbye. Or write it somewhere where you see it every day. Yeah. Non-negotiable. Put it on your fridge, put it on your mirror Mm -hmm. somewhere, put non-negotiable and talk to yourself like... No negotiation. Because people that are not on your, let's call it frequency, or they're not on your, they're not in your path. They're they haven't created this, visualized this avatar of the person they're trying to become. They won't even be able to comprehend what you're doing. I actually saw this post on in Instagram, and I put it up, and it reminded me of the people that they can't even comprehend what you're doing. This is their mindset. So if they see you eat vegetables, they'll say you're boring. 
They, yep. If you go to bed before 10 p.m., they'll say, you're no fun. That's, that's us. If you exercise every day, they'll say, you're obsessed with exercise, right? Yeah. If you limit your alcohol intake, you're a killjoy. You're no fun. You're boring. Oh, you don't drink. And I'm, by the way, I did that to you. Yes, you did. So You, you woke up a beast, man. I, I was this person at times. So I, I can understand both sides, but... I'm just telling you, there's those people that they can't comprehend what you're doing. And so this is what they're going to say. But how in the world did being a normal, healthy human become considered so weird in our society? Why is it that when you do those good things, when you eat clean, don't drink alcohol, wake up early and exercise, you are a weirdo? It bothers them because they're uncomfortable and insecure. That's the bottom what it calls what it comes down to. They're insecure. Your frequency is up here, and they're down here. They're trying to breathe their frequency. This, the hard, the sad thing nope. is, the difficult part is, it's easier to drop down than it is to go, to go up. up. Exactly. So you have to be very careful, especially when this is fresh and new for you, because you're not super solid. You haven't created those really no deep pathways in your brain that are going to support. Now me, like you can't F with me when I decide I'm not going to do something. Yeah. I yeah. don't do something, but I have years. Yeah. Cause years. I've seen people try to force drink on you and you're like, Nope, I'm good. Yeah. If Come I decide, on. if nope. I make a decision, I'm like, Nope, it's not going to happen. Me too. I'm the same way. But, but you have to nurture the fact that you're a newbie. So you have to be a little more careful with who you surround yourself with the situations you put yourself in the food that you have yourself surrounded by because you don't have that experience yet you don't have those deep pathways of these habits and routines so ingrained in you now over time you'll get there but until you do you have to be mindful of that and it's very important because the the longer that you stay consistent the easier it's going to be and the more like yeah like concrete it's going to be and this will just be you and you will like i said you're going to merge with that person that you it's going to get closer and closer and what's cool is as you see it get closer like you said you become more motivated it becomes easier of course the hardest part is in the beginning and that's why in the intro i said why do you keep failing you keep failing because you never get you never get on the freeway. No. You just you're you just you're never the side, get there. You're on the side streets. Yeah. And what happens in the beginning when you don't get macros down or you're loose with it, you get better if you can stay at it. The thing is, don't like she said, don't give up. When you give up, it's uh, if the diet failed. I love how people always blend the diet or the no, macro plans. You failed. Yeah. Not the plan. No. Because we're living proof of it. She's you only macro fail coach. if you give up. That's it. You do not fail if you just make mistakes or if you can't get it right away. It takes some time. Give yourself grace. Yes. And remember, if you don't give up, you will not fail. Nope. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you on the next one.